0: I don't know about when they did that. Oh, it just makes me just want to just, I don't know about y'all, but it just put some joy and some just lightness in my spirit. I just want to twirl. I want to dance. Why you love me so, I'll never know. The precious Lamb of God. I don't know, right there, right there, whatever's wrong with you should be right, right now. (laughs) Whatever, wherever you're down right now, if you would just grasp that right now, that in spite of you, he loved you. Come on. In spite of what you did, you, you don't have no reason this morning to say why Jesus should have went upon that cross. He did it just because he loved us. Nothing, nothing about me deserves that. But he just did it because he loved me. I just feel lighter already. Don't you? I'm serious. Don't you just feel like, I know some of y'all men don't want to, might not want to do it, but I just like that. I just like that. It makes me want to dance. I might can't dance like y'all sing, but I do my thing for Jesus. Come on. I love him. Makes me feel light. Oh, you guys, if we would just break out sometimes and express to God how glad we are for what he has done. Come on. I mean, some, I don't know how y'all can contain it sometimes. I'll just sitting there the first while I'm watching my... All our children uh, hearing that and expressing that and dancing that and getting that into their spirit so that I know that when they go out into that world and and the world's telling them what they're not and the world's telling them uh, how unsmart they are, how not pretty they are, they can say, why you love me so.
1: Why
0: you love me so. doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Why you love me so. Oh, man, that makes me happy because I've had some days where I felt a little low and felt a little uh, not counted out, but why you love me so. And just to to embrace his love, that's the lifter up of my head, the lifter up of my spirit, the lifter up in my life is to know that Jesus loves me in spite of me. Amen? And so I just thank God this morning for... Just being back in the house, the Lord. One more time, we can dismiss our our beautiful children, and, and I want to tell Callie that was amazing. Amen. I want to tell our teams, you guys really blessed me this morning. It's something that when you see, because see, I see beyond the dance. I see the spirits of the of the of the young people, and I know the I know the fight. See, and I know the fight and the and that they're here. And they could be so many other places. And when I see them really start expressing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see that. I see that they're putting everything into it. They're, they're not just standing there going, why you love me so, I just never know. But they're expressing it, and they're trying to preach it to you through the dance. Through their expression, they're trying to say it loud. And I just thank God for that because I know that every arm movement that they do, every lift of their leg, I pray that God would bless them. That's how I, while they're doing it, God bless them. Save them to the utmost. Keep them to the utmost. Let them know you in a greater way. And so I just thank God for our youth this morning. So let's just go to God in prayer. Lord, we just thank you this morning. You are awesome, God. Oh, Father, even when I try to say awesome, any word that to my spirit God it's not big enough it's not great enough to express who you are but you are God and Lord I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus for being our God for being our Savior for making a way when there was no way God oh Father for loving us past ourselves oh God oh God I thank you that you said you love us with an everlasting love and that's that we can rest assured that there's nothing that will separate us from your love this morning oh father i don't know who it is that may be looking at their that feel like i just barely made it in today and and the enemy's hitting them in their heads and you shouldn't be here you know what you said last night you know what you did yesterday you know how you fell last week lord i pray that your voice would be louder and that you would remind them, God, it's not nothing they do or don't do that makes you love them. You just love them. And, Father, that they would embrace your love today, your love that gives us strength to overcome. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. So glad to be here. And as you guys just see that I do want to say um, ha- happy birthday. I said it to my husband yesterday. I say it again today. I'm happy for his birthday. Amen? Without his birthday, he wouldn't be my husband, all right? So I'm happy for his birthday because he was born so that he could be my husband, okay? We know there's bigger things, so you guys, don't go too deep on that spiritually. I'm just saying, okay, that if he hadn't have been born, he wouldn't have been here at this time to be my husband. And what a great husband I have. And, um, you know, as he tells, you know, one of the things that's, as as we tell our story and our history, our history, thank God, most of it is history. Amen? That's what I'm glad about, okay? Um, that... Um our, our our present is so much better because of what God has done in our life. Our history was a lot of growing up, amen? But I thank God that our present is so much better because of Jesus Christ in our life. And I love, you know, every time he's telling that, you know, uh, telling different things that we went through, you know, my spirit is just saying, thank God that's not what it is today, Amen. Thank God what he um did in our lives. It was truly a gift of of his mercy and his grace, his his grace, his ability over our lives to get through those um changes. And I just thank God for it. So happy birthday, babe. I love you so much. He I usually give him his gift, but he has his gift on today. So I thank God for um uh, for um just being able just being able to bless him. Amen. Because he um he deserves to be blessed. You know, um, ladies, I want to say this one thing. One, um, in, in in all of our lives, um, we can look and Pastor David was saying something last um, week which made me begin to contemplate about him this week. And so he was saying how, um, you know, he's not the the person that gets gifts, you know, like it's not his, that's not his forte, you know, to just go buy gifts. That's just not our, you know, it's it's just not his jump for joy thing to do, okay? And so that that is something that, I, you know, that's me. I'm, I'm jump for joy and want you to jump for joy too. And so, um Thanks so much. But um, I was thinking how, you know, sometimes we go into marriage, ladies, and, you know, we have this, what we think is the perfect man, you know? And so we think, you know, if, if, if he, um, you know, opens the door for us, he's, he's romantic. Oh, come on, ladies, don't we like romance? You know, he's romantic, he's thoughtful. <laughs> he's thoughtful, he's romantic, he, you know, he, he comes home with flowers, He comes home with flowers. He thinks, uh, even not on my birthday, I get a, a present under the pillow. You know, these things we think. See, look at us. We go, woo, woo, okay? But none of us really gets the whole package of what we thought. They don't either. In us, okay? I'm just saying that. Okay? But, you know, in that thought. But as I begin to walk around and think, you know, sometimes, you see something in somebody else, you know, the Mr. Romantic, buy the gifts, and I'm not down in Mr. Romantic, okay, I'm not down in the buy the gifts, I'm trying to make a point, I'm not, if you do that stuff, that's, you know, that's your man, and that's great, and that's wonderful, but if your man don't do that stuff, he's still great, and he's still, that's all I'm trying to say, that's what I'm trying to, let me get to the point, okay, Uh, and so I was thinking that, Sometimes you you get into this place of what he don't he doesn't do, and instead of getting into so you know for a long time you know Pastor, he's very honest about gifts and stuff and buying gifts you know Pastor David's is a type just tell him what you want don't don't be tr- talking about a secret or I've got to figure out what you want and 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 you know and I'm the type that I want I just figure you have osmosis figure it out. Please surprise me with what I want, okay? And I didn't have to tell you, okay? So then I'd be like, wow, he knows me, okay? But the thing is, is that Pastor David's like, if you want a coat, say you want a coat. If I, if, if I buy you, uh, you know, if I buy you dishes, don't get mad. I didn't know you wanted a coat, okay? So, so that's how Pastor David is, okay? And so for a long time, you know, this was like, ooh, to make me so mad. Just so, and uh, and he, doesn't, he doesn't even get me what I wanted. Da, 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 da. Okay? And so I'm all, all all, on that vein. And so then the Lord just showed me something, you know. And so the other day I was just thinking about how silly I've been for a long time, you know, and had to grow up in these areas. And then God showed me, you know, uh, I was looking the other day, my microwave, it, um, on Thanksgiving my microwave just went And so, you never know how grateful to be for things until they're gone, okay? (laughs) And so, I never even thought about the microwave, I just used it. But when it was gone, you guys, to warm up that cold cup of coffee, now I have to put it in a pot and warm it, you know? So, I really was like, oh, God, you know, thank you for the microwave. God, I need my microwave. I just want my microwave. So, then the other day, I come home, and Pastor David is in the kitchen, you know, and he took the microwave all apart and he's got all these parts and my great wonderful man, he just put that microwave back together and I thought to myself, so what he doesn't know that I need a coat? He knows how to do that microwave. Whoa! I was so blessed. You know, y'all laughing, but I'm telling you seriously in my spirit, I said, Got a man that can go down out there and fix a car in a minute. I got a man that that will anything you anything broken he can fix, okay? I got a man that makes sure there's a roof over my head, and even though he hates being hot, he will turn let me turn up that heat to warm my body. I got a good man. Thank y'all for celebrating Pastor David with me. Thank y'all. Amen. I got a good man. Happy birthday, babe. I got a good man. Now, it took a little bit, y'all. took a little bit of growing up to to realize all that, okay? So, 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 so if you got a spouse next to you that don't know it yet, I was just helping you out this morning, okay? She or he, they're going to get it, okay? Just takes a little while, amen? But I want you to turn to your partner and say, you know what? I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Thank God. It's not what you don't do. It's what you do. Come on. Let's not focus on what they don't do. It's what they do. All right? All right? If if y'all don't get anything else out of this morning, can you get that? Don't focus on what they don't do. Focus on what they do. I think that's a good word right there. I probably could sit down, but God wants me to give you this other part. So, amen, just thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning, thankful for his grace and his mercy, thankful for um, this time of the year, and sometimes, you know, when we say this time of the year, you know, many people, and I totally agree, that this time of the year should be every time of the year, it should be all year, okay, there should be a celebration in every man and woman's heart about the birth of Christ, not just on one day, but on every day. But we also do know that, for the benefit of sometimes just reminding Christians, let alone the world, sometimes reminding ourselves that a Savior is born, it is good to have days that are designated and set apart. Because in those days, we see that people they are reminded, and then there also a time where it reminds us what what we're really supposed to be doing. We are supposed to be telling the world the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? And not just on Christmas, okay? Um, and, 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 you know, some people may or may not celebrate Christmas, and, and, and the Word of God lets us know that's to every man's discretion. One man esteems a day over another day, but as, as long as we esteem it unto the Lord, we don't judge each other. Amen? Amen. And so I just thank God um, that he was born. Everybody? I'm not I'm not worried about what day he was born. I I'm just glad he was born. Amen. Because he was born just for me. That's what I say in my heart. If there was no one else in this whole wide world, just me, I believe Jesus would have died for me. Amen. How many believe that? How many believe that he would have died just for you? Well that's what I believe in my heart, that he would have died for me. And so this morning, uh, there's been something that's been in my spirit for a while. Um Concerning Mary and and uh, the announcement and all, it always touches my heart. And so it's a beautiful story um, in two ways, but I'm going to take it to a deeper way today. So first off, I want to start um, in Isaiah 7 and 14. It's and um, Elder Otis, I don't got the title yet. I asked God to bring it to me while I was preaching today because it's just okay. All right, Isaiah 7 and 14. It says. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the young woman who is unmarried and a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. In Galatians 4, 4 through 5, it says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. That was King James' version. Galatians 4, 4 through 5, Amplified. It says this to bring that out. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase the freedom of to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's son. I love in the Message Bible, it says the reason why that he came so that he might redeem those of us who have been kidnapped by the law. Thus, we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. So we hear of a promise that was given, a prophecy that was fore- foretold, saying that um, there was going to be a woman that was going to be a virgin and that she would conceive and bear a son called Emmanuel, which meant God with us. And and you know how, um, I don't know about you guys, but I, I just love um, I love romantic stories. I love stories where there's a heroine. I love, you know, all those kind of things. And so this this story, it it just, um, can you imagine this this prophecy going forth that there's going to be a virgin and she's going to be with child and she's going to bring forth Emmanuel, God with us. This prophetic word being spoken, being heard over and over again. Could you imagine... um, all the young maidens, all the you know young girls, wondering, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? Could you could you just imagine within yourself, you know? Um, because from the time that was prophetically uh, given, it was 500 years before Jesus came on the scene. So to me, can you imagine all that time wondering, is it I? I've heard this over and over and over, and and is it I? Well, when I look at that, then we come to the prophetic coming to pass. And I want us to read in Luke one twenty six through 38. That we're coming out the King James Version. There for version. Yes. Okay. And in the sixth month, sometimes I, th- I laugh to myself when I think about uh, Renee Gordon, how she dictates her words so good. I was like, that's a gift, you know. That's a gift. Why are you laughing Renee? I really think that's a gift. Amen. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also... The holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, and I want us to really focus on this. This is my focus. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. So we see this young lady. After all, the prop—you know—the pr- prophecy had been going on for years that the the uh, Emmanuel will be born to the virgin. So we find out that. In this story, the angel comes, and the angel finds Mary, and Mary is the one chosen. Don't you like to be chosen? I mean, don't you like, I mean, I don't want us to really concentrate too much on gender today. I mean, this, this story is gender because it's Mary, but I don't want us to concentrate on gender. Don't we all like to be chosen? I mean, somewhere in your life you want to be chosen, right? chosen by your husband, chosen by your wife, chosen for the job. Cho- we like to be chosen, right? I mean, because I, some people are looking at me like, I don't know whether to say yes or no. That's It's okay. We like to be cho- chosen. It's not a bad thing at all. And so, because I, I know that there was those late, the girls that were looking to be, you know, I just put myself back in that day and I would just, you know, in my mind, as you travel through the story and you you think about yourself, maybe being the chosen one, amen, to carry, you know, Emmanuel. I would think that that would be on my mind. You know, it would be like, why? I hope, I hope the Lord finds me worthy. You know, I don't know. Okay, well, you know, maybe that that um that that fifty dollar an hour job coming your way. Tell me you wouldn't hope that the Lord found you worthy. I can get more. I, I knew I could get a little more from that. Okay. I don't know why we're getting a little more because to be worthy to carry the Savior is more. But, okay, but you know, I just want us, us to really put it into perspective. It's way bigger than a $50 an hour job. is way bigger than being a millionaire. It's way bigger than all that to be able to carry the Son of God. The Son of God. And maybe, maybe within ourselves, we might have already counted ourselves out. You know, I probably couldn't carry the Son of God. But um, I would think that, you know, the possibility, because what did he say? With God, all things are possible. I'm just throwing some things at you that your mind can kind of grab, because sometimes we've already counted ourselves out. But with God... All things are possible. Okay, let's, 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 let's hear, there's a whole lot of stuff in this story that I just really love this story, okay? And so here she, um, you know, Mary is, but Mary, at this time, Mary was a spouse engaged to Joseph. And so we find this announcement coming when, when her life is kind of planned out. It's looking good. I'm about to marry the man of my dreams. I'm I planning this wedding and and you know things are in order and, and things are coming about in, in 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 a good way. And understanding like today, you know, um with Mary it was a little different because today if, if Jesus came and said that, you know what I'm saying, um, the law that the laws in that time w- weren't like the laws of this time. For Mary to be pregnant and not, um, you know, today we got a whole bunch of people pregnant and not married, and, and we kind of celebrate it sometimes. No, I'm just, I'm not trying to say we just, but we celebrate it, okay? But in that day, that would not have been something that was celebrated, okay? <laughs> in that day, you were outcast and could very well have lost your very life. So the 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 conditions that that when he comes to her and and tells her you shall conceive a child you know and and you're going to be, bring forth Emmanuel the first thing you know she she says how can this be you know in her mind some people think that she was doubting but her whole thing was uh, I haven't been with a man I, you know I'm I've done I'm 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 walking according to the law I haven't been with a man so how can this be since I don't know a man? And, and that didn't mean like that I don't know a man that I could be with, that I, I haven't been intimate with a man. So she was like, how can, how can this be Seeing I know not a man? So her mind was like, you know, how is this going to happen? Since, you know, I haven't broken the law and, and slept with anybody, how can this happen? And so I can just imagine, you know, her mind, I is trying to grasp, and I want to use good w- words that I'm using you guys now, they'll, they'll come up later, okay? But she's trying to grasp this, this salutation. She's trying to grasp what the angel is telling to her, uh, you know, how is this going to happen? And so the angel tells her, that, uh, tells her that she will conceive, that she will bring forth a son, and his name shall be Jesus. She tells him about this son, that um, he's going to be great. And in other chapters, there's more detail about what's going to happen to this son, okay? So I want you to understand that sometimes we get this, like, uh, wonderful news. You know, God gives us this wonderful word. And I could just imagine, you know, once you grasp grasp it, you're thinking, "I'm I'm going to be the one to bring forth the you' know, you know, come on, maybe y'all wouldn't do it i think I think I would have done it, but i you know, I'm just being honest, you know we could we could say what we wouldn't do right now, but i'm going to breathe I want to bring forth this holy me, oh my goodness, I'm going to bring forth the savior of the world, not really we would have grabbed hold of it, not really grasping the fullness of that, okay, so it'd have been like. Ah, you know, it had been not grasping the foot. Fo- now, I say in her day, there was a little more grasping. You know why? Because there was what? There was a law. And the grasping was, wait a minute, you know, I need to know how this is going to be because the law would demand justice, okay? So um, I thought to myself how some of us would have been very, very proud that god found us i know it's somewhere and i just don't want to concentrate on it but it's going to make you guys concentrate on it okay they said yes is it fixed is it fixed okay don't you guys if anything falls off of me from now on you just okay (laughs) we're thinking about jesus right now no distractions don't worry about me because i'm okay all right so in it i was thinking um what a! It, it, some would have been proud, some would have thought, you know, about, you know, how come they were highly favored. You know, I've been doing this and I've been doing that, and I can see why I'm highly... You know, really, in, in man's mind, if it was in the right mind, okay, it would have been the wrong receiving of this salutation. But she received it with humility in the fact, you know, She was just like, how can it be? And God is telling her, this is how it's going to be. He said um, that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. He's saying that the baby's going to come because the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, the power of the Holy Ghost, and it's going to overshadow thee. And, and, And then he goes on to tell her, and your cousin, you know, I've told you about um, Emmanuel, but I'm going to tell you about your cousin who who shouldn't be having a baby right now, amen? But here's another miracle. And he says, I'm going to tell you about her, that she's she's already pregnant, okay? And so as she's listening, we find that she had to come to a conclusion, okay? We um, She could have been like, Her first question could have been, but what about Joseph? First question could have been, but what about my wedding plans? But what about my mom and my dad? What am I going to tell everybody? Her first question could have been totally, you know, self-focused, like like self-centered about, What's going to happen now to me? What's going to? I've I've done all this stuff. I've got my dress. I've got my bridesmaids. I've got. What's going to happen? But the only question she asked that lets you know that she was saying, "Lord, how can this be?" Seeing I know not a man, which lets you know that she was saying, um, you know, because she knew a man, you know, that could get her pregnant. Do you see what I'm saying? But she was saying. More so, Lord, how, not, in, not in anything like, I don't want to do this. or anything. She just wanted to know, how is this going to be instituted? How, how is this going to happen? So he, he tells her that it's the Holy Ghost that's going to do it. And then he lets her know of the other miracle. And he lets her know, after he says it, he says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I believe that she grasped that in her ears. For with God. And she grasped it in her heart. It went past her ears, into her heart. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And as soon as Mary grasped that spiritually, her next words was what? Be it so unto me. She says, Behold thy handmaid. Behold the servant. I'm your servant, God. No matter, she, she didn't think about all that other stuff. She just said, Behold, I'm your. Here, here am I, Lord. Here am I. Let it be so. Let it be so. Whatever, whatever your word is said, here am I, Lord. Let it be so. So, you guys might wonder why this story stays with me, and it's been staying with me for years. I think about that uh, being chosen. And I think, you know, every young lady, if there was something that went out today, if it was in our day that we was, one of us would be chosen to carry the, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you know, we would think about that. You know, we, we would think about that. And we would want to be the chosen one. And so I think that sometimes we don't realize that we are chosen. And so this this chapter speaks to me and I hope it speaks to you in a deeper way than just Mary which given honor to Mary that carried the word of God, carried the seed of God, carried you know God himself that I would pray that this morning that we would realize the honor bestowed upon us as his sons and daughters to carry the word and maybe I'm going to title this I want to be a carrier. I want to be a carrier to the total deliverance, okay, because we can be a carrier, right? Um, in the natural, when I worked in the labor and delivery, there were those that, and I, I'm going to be using a little bit of this, there was those that, See, you can find out that you're pregnant. And what I really want to talk about today, I'm taking Mary's story, and I'm letting us know that we can be pregnant with the
1: birth, with Jesus.
0: We can be pregnant with his word, okay? But there's sometimes we come to church, and to me, I think it's like, I'm walk you through, it's kind of like you came to church, and you heard what you said in your heart. That's a good word. Have you ever been in church and said, that's a good word.
1: Oh, that's a good word.
0: (laughs) But sometimes it reminds me of, and you felt something. You really felt something in that word. You, You felt like it connected, but it connected with your ear. And so you really thought, And and have you ever been in church and word comes forth and you really thought you got something that you could take home today and it would change your marriage? You could take it home today and it would change, you know, um, maybe you you heard a word of healing and you're like, I could take that. I could walk. Okay, but it sounded good. It sounded good. And there was a a connection. There was a connection. So you got your pregnancy test and it's loose. You got get what I'm saying? Is it supposed to be blue? Whichever one that says you're pregnant, okay? Okay, because there's all kind of tests, right? So this pre- hearing the word, believing that you have received that word, you look down and you feel like, I'm pregnant with this word, okay? So you got the test, and the test is saying you're pregnant with the word. But don't you know that just because somebody gets a test and gets a report back that they're pregnant does not mean that nine months later they're going to have a baby. Everybody that gets the test that says I'm pregnant does not have a baby at the, I mean, sad to say it, ha- it has happened, but there's a lot of women that don't go through the nine months. They don't. they, they have conceived, but they did not deliver. Okay, and so in this in in this story. It just, um, how I I look at it, and I'm, I'm, how God gave it to me, and I pray that you can see it, was, uh, let's put, oh, okay, I'm looking for somebody, okay? Let's, let's, (laughs) because I told her last night, that's funny. Okay, let's look at Jasmine. Okay, so today, Jasmine, the Lord comes to Jasmine, and says, Jasmine, hell, thou art highly favored. Blessed art thou amongst women. Okay? And and he today you shall conceive and bear. Now, see, don't get mixed up. The Son is the Word. Okay? Jesus is the Word. That's why I'm saying in the natural, she bear a baby, a flesh. In the spiritual, we bear the Word. Okay? So you shall conceive and bear a word. And that word shall be called Jesus. Okay? It shall be great. Come on. And, and then you would say, and sometimes we get a Pacific word. So I'm going to give um, Jasmine. Um, hell, hell, Jasmine, thou art highly favored of the Lord. Today you shall conceive and bear a word. And that word is forgiveness. Okay. That word is forgiveness, okay? And it shall be great, okay? Now, Jasmine has the opportunity to say, be it so unto me. Or she can come with, how can that be when I haven't talked to my father for 14 years? How can that be when he doesn't talk back to me? She could look at that and say, how can this be? And God can tell her, for with God, all things are possible. I believe that a lot of times we don't realize it's Christmas time, and we're thinking about Christmas gifts, but the greatest gift of all is the good news of Jesus Christ. And and we should be pregnant with the good news of Jesus Christ. We should be pregnant and ready to deliver the good news of Jesus Christ. But I can't deliver something that I really haven't embraced. Okay? That I really haven't nourished. That I really haven't understood. I can't really deliver that. Okay? So I'll I'll try to deliver everything else, but... I can't deliver the good news because it has to be good news to me first. Do you understand? I can't bring forth good news if there's no good news in me. Okay? I can't be excited about good news to make you excited if I'm not excited. Right? And a lot of times the world is looking for good news. They're looking for the good news of Jesus Christ. And we all should be pregnant with the good news of Jesus Christ in our own and, and, and you know ready to deliver in our own places we have found his salvation to be good as we continue to walk along long, we find more and more of what salvation means Do you understand I me mean? in, in different areas of our life where we, we start walking and we get delivered in this area and then that area and all of a sudden we get to understand how good salvation is right but it has to be really, 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 really in us to be able to give to other people. And so we look at our world, and our world is still, still yearning for good news. I said it's yearning for good news. Uh, there's, there's. This, I feel sometimes, though, that um, we can be pregnant with other things, and the world doesn't get what God wants. So... Just to put it in perspective, in Psalm 7 and 14, it says this. Behold, the wicked man, because I wanted to put the ginger on everybody can get pregnant, okay? Behold, the wicked man conceives iniquity and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. This scripture lets me know that um, what you become intimate with, okay, um, you become pregnant with and that's what you bring forth all right and although we have been called out of the world world born again born again in the new life that's what should be infusing us is the new life the spiritual life many times we are still very much pregnant with carnality and so what, what should be birthed is spiritual. What is actually birthed is carnality. What is actually birthed is flesh. And so many times in our lives we are seeing not the fruit that we want to see and we're wondering why, why is this not coming forth? Why is this not happening? But it's because what we're bringing forth is flesh and is not spirit. We are nurturing, so to say, the, the fleshly baby instead of the spiritual baby all right and so god really wants us to understand that we have been chosen as god's people to bring forth the gospel of jesus christ and 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 we got to become we can't just hear it um uh we just can't kiss it i don't know that's what god i just i'm trying to bring it to you guys we just you know you don't get pregnant by kissing and sometimes we come in and we blow god a kiss and we, 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 we touch his word and, and we pick through his word and we touch that because that feels a little good and we touch that because that feels a little good and it, it, it suits us and it makes me feel better. But we never get intimate with his word. And because we're not intimate with his word, now we're just blowing him kisses and, and we're feeling over here and feeling over there. Don't see the power of deliverance in our lives. We don't. We don't see the fruit of being intimate with the Word of God. And so there's things that we're going like, you know, we heard that God could save our marriage. We heard that no weapon formed with us would prosper. We heard it, and we grabbed the part that no weapon formed will prosper. But we didn't. We didn't grab the parts what we need to do. See, when I find out I'm pregnant, I get what. What's that going to do? I'm pregnant, but I don't feed the baby. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't uh, take care of the baby. You know, I don't, while, it's, while it's growing, while it's growing, I have to do the things. I have to take my vitamins. I have to take my iron. I have to feed the baby. You know what I'm saying? I have to do the things to make that baby grow. Well, see, what we do, we hear the word, and then we have this expectation that we have nothing to do. You know? We don't have nothing to do. There's a baby there, and it's going to get here on its own whether I do anything or not. Well, God is saying that's not true. He said he gives us the word, and now you've got to get intimate with the word. Past Sunday morning preaching. Past Sunday morning preaching. Intimate, it it is really setting yourself aside. To, to, to go in with the word of God it's, 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 it's like the word of God says here a little, there a little you heard the word now what in the word substantiates what you heard and so now you're going through the word of God and, and, you're, and, and God is making that stronger that word stronger bringing more understanding to that word I looked up the word where it said uh, conceive for uh, Mary and it means to embrace okay to conceive means to embrace and um, to to see. To to embrace and to, to conceive means to embrace and to see. To cause to swell, arise to grasp with understanding. So what God is saying that we can get the word, okay, but if we don't get it with understanding, okay, I can hear the word, okay, but it doesn't mean that I really understand it. Uh, sometimes I can hear the word and I can, uh, I can twist it, okay, toward my need, toward uh, making me feel better. Okay, I can twist it. It doesn't mean I understand the whole of that word. I mean, you know, it's just like going through the Beatitudes. Many times we just read it. We don't read, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God." We just read, "For theirs is the kingdom of God." We heard for there is, is the kingdom. Thus our men when when men shall revile you and persecute you, say all manner of evil against you. And it says rejoice and be you know because your reward is in heaven. We get stuck on your reward is in heaven. Okay, so we're we're on the prom. We we get we get the promises down, man. We we get the promises down, but we're not really in, the promises is not the whole word. Okay, And God really showed me that most promises are tied up with persecution and pain. But because we, we, all we want to do is get the promises, our ear is looking for something that will tickle our ears, make us feel better, make us smile today, uh, show that I'm the right, I'm right, I'm right. So what our ear looks for is those things. And so although the word is coming in that way, our carnal ear is looking for something that will appease us, that will make us feel better, that will say, uh, you got it, girl. You got it. I See, what you told your husband was right. See, we have these things where our carnal ear will hear that, but we won't hear the other part. We don't, We won't hear, great, great is your reward in heaven. We hear that, I got a reward in heaven. I got a reward in heaven. But then it tells me the other part of that, God, is, is that I'm going to have to accept when people talk about me and say all manner of evil against me, okay? And Falsely, I, I'm going to have to walk in that, and I'm going to have to know it's coming, and I'm not going to go crazy because it's coming, because God already told me it was coming, but I want the reward without the pain. That's like pregnant women. They're doing everything in their wor- in this world to make a pregnant woman not have no pain. We want the reward, but we don't want the pain. And let me tell you something. Sometimes we think that's great, but sometimes it's not great. There's another whole side of that. You know, um, even, okay, we want the reward on both sides, men and women. We want the reward without the pain. The woman don't want to go through the pain. The man don't want to see the pain. Okay? And I'm not saying that because we are, for everybody, it's not just, some men go in and they see the pain. But some men don't want to even see the pain. But you know what I've learned? Especially if they're not mature. Now, this is what our world does. It takes away all the pain and makes everything look so easy. And so when when somebody, a a young pregnant teen makes a mistake, it's so easy. Hey, I don't know what y'all's talking about. This is like a piece of cake. Okay? That they don't even think through the next time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there was nothing. Then there's some men, because I've seen men who have never seen their wife go through um, childbirth, and they and they just counted it as nothing, okay? And when she comes home, she, they don't want to help her. They don't want to do it. I'm just helping somebody. Today. I don't know who it is. But they they, uh, they don't want to do it because to them... They didn't go in, they didn't see what she went through, they didn't see that part pushing, they didn't see none of that. So what's wrong with you? Get up and make me some eggs. Okay, but then I've seen I've seen men that have went through it and have literally told me as I worked in labor and delivery that they were so happy they would go I didn't know I didn't know it was all that. Oh my I didn't know you. and I've watched men's face as 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 the you know the the wife is pushing, and they're there, and they get to see that it wasn't just a flop out. It was, you know, it was work, okay? And so they see what labor is all about, okay? And I've watched them as they watch their wives in labor and they're standing there and I just watch them with the, the look on their face and then I watch some of them, you know, all of a sudden it connects how hard, this baby's just not sliding out. My wife has got to bear down and maybe for hours, okay? And I've watched that man's face totally change and then I, I, I watched him come into connection because all of a sudden he sees how much labor this takes and even though he can't push with his body, he's pushing with with her. You just, you see on this baby, one, two, three. Because now there comes an understanding that this is not as easy as I thought it was. This is not just, I give you a baby, nine months, you go to the hospital, push the baby out, come home, and we're back to normal. They they realize, see, sometimes we... We want to alleviate all pain. But God knows our flesh, our flesh, if we alleviate all pain, first of all, there would not be any thanksgiving unto God. There would not be any calling on God. Come on. There would not be no uh, attribute that it's because of you that I'm alive, that I can do this thing. There would not be no glory to him because we would think, Hey, hey, this is all I, is what I do. Okay, but God, there's some pain in 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 everything in every promise that God gets us. There's some pain in it. He said, "If he, to reign with Him to reign, I want to reign with you, Jesus. I want to reign with you, Lord." But He comes back around. You got to suffer with him. right? So in that, He's He's letting us know that you know all these promises that's in the Word of God. What and then it, sometimes it shocks us. Okay, because we were so on um, the blessing, we didn't realize all the work that it was going to take. You know, so I give Lord, I give you uh, my life. I give you my life, and that day you're just you're you're just smelling and, and and you feel so good, and warm. And, mm. I give you my life, Lord. I give you my oh oh. Now, I, and I'm not, I'm just saying, because that's how I felt. I'm not making fun of it. That's how I felt, okay? Uh, Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost. You're just, oh, just great. It's just wonderful. My husband just tell you for days, for days, I'm speaking in tongues to him. for da- I probably was the best wife he ever had that's doing that little segment, huh, but, uh, I'm just being honest. Because afterwards comes the work. Now, you know, just because I received the Holy Ghost, Just because I came to to the Lord didn't mean that Pastor David was going to change. Didn't mean my kids was going to understand everything and that I was never going to have to chastise them. Didn't mean that my world turned perfect. What happened was all of a sudden became work. And although I knew that God was in me and I knew I could feel his presence, I didn't know he was going to start scrubbing on me. Do y'all get what I'm saying? I mean, here he was loving on me and loving on me and making me feel good and wrapped his arms around me and Holy Ghost tongues coming out of me. and woo, oh, This is the best thing that ever happened to me. This is good. This is great. You know, and for a couple of, you know, he's so gracious. For a couple, of, you know, months maybe, I'm still,
1: you know, still. Okay? But all of a sudden he wants to
0: do what he really came to do.
1: He came to sanctify me.
0: And somehow I thought just because I was feeling good, I was sanctified. Oh come on, come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Then all of a sudden, you know, he's he he's, he's Making me hold my tongue when I wanna
1: <laughs> He's,
0: No, be still.
1: Come on, and where's all that? You know <gasps> You know <laughs> but, 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 but but but
0: be still Don't say a word.
1: Wrong. He's so wrong.
0: Be still. Don't say a word. Let me fight your battle. God, you're not doing it like I would want to. It done. It's not happening fast enough. Come on, y'all. Come on. reality of this is real, real thing this morning. And so he comes in, and we're just, we don't realize we, we got this gift of salvation, but with the salvation comes work. And so many of us, you know, instead of saying, Behold your servant, Lord, be it so unto me, many of us are kicking and screaming, are, we're back backpedaling all the way. But for the word of God to be manifest in our lives so to the point that we bring forth fruit, it, it has to be fully manifested. I said fully manifested. It can't just be the happy reward part, but it has to be the diligent working it out. Working out your soul's salvation with fear and trembling. Working it out. I tell you, working it out. Working it out means loving her even though she doesn't want. And, that, and see, if someone, it says, love your enemies. See, lo- love your enemies. Yeah. Then it comes to that one part that, see, we can say that, but then it comes to the other part that says, and do good to them. On, you know, I can walk around all the day long and tell Pastor Broson, I love my enemies because God told me to love my enemies. I just love my enemies. Man, I love my enemies. You know, while I'm not really thinking too much about the enemy, first of all, but when the enemy comes in my my view, and some of us, remember this, it's, 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 a, big, it's a word that's not just casual. It's got to be supernatural, okay? So when he says, love my enemies and do good to them, he's not, see, some of us go, I love my enemies as long as they stay over there. I love my enemies as long as I don't have to call them, see them. Come on. But God says, okay, there's somebody that it says, because it's the actual verse, is love and do good to them who despitefully use you. Okay? So somebody's despitefully used me, I'm just like, you ain't using me no more. See, that's, that's our flesh. You ain't using me no more, because I ain't giving you no chance to use me. Right? I ain't going to be around you to use me. But God said, Your next course of action, someone has despitefully used you. He said, your next course of action is good to them. So that's not something that I'm waiting to do, waiting for. It's something I'm purposing to do because God has given me a charge to do it through his word. And I say, behold, your servant, be it unto me
1: according to your word.
0: And it's not fake, you guys. See, if it's fake, we never come, we never uh, bring forth. There's people that, you know, and all, even in the house of God, in certain areas, there are people that have bought forth the word, made it tangible. It, 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 Jesus was the tangible word that when we saw him, we saw him doing what his father would do. There's people that, Tangibly, they have embraced the word with all of their heart. And they have done tangible. You see them tangibly loving their enemy, right? You see them tangibly uh, speaking good as God tells us to speak good of everyone. And and, and not be gospel. You see people that walk that way, they have embraced it, they, uh, they have understood it. They have grasped its meaning. And see, because one thing that we do is we might hear the word. But the understanding is how is this gonna benefit me? What are you talking? About? You know, we what are you talking about? Do good. Do good to the one that's despitefully See, when we start doing that, when we start trying to make an understanding of what God is saying to fit our understanding, he says, My thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. And he says, I'm working on you. You don't you don't you see a lot of times we think that he's working on our enemy. will think, wow, he's doing good for, he wants me to do good for the enemy. But God's working on you. He's working on, it's not just the enemy, it's you he's working on. Because you came and I came and said, Lord, I want to be like you, God. I give you my whole heart. I give you my whole life. Father, I want to be like you. And God says, When we put up our hands and we say, God, I want to be like you. God says, Okay. Oh, okay. And He's not saying it like, you know, Okay, here you go. He says, Okay, let me show you how that's going to be what right through you. Because you got some bad word in you you got some bad understanding in you. you got some uh, erroneous thinking in you. you got stuff that's bringing death to your marriage, to your, death to your relationships, death to your health, death to your job. you got some bad stuff in you that's been born of the flesh. Okay? Bad word that you've gotten from generationally or even your own father. But God, to win, you've got to have my word. And do it my way for it to come out and you have God's victorious end in your life. See, God, sometimes God's weight doesn't make sense because we want to go up, but to go up, he brings us down. And in our mind, we just can't figure that out. We want to be somebody. Be somebody. And God is saying, you want to be that in the flesh. And he says, I've got to bring you to some humility. So he causes things to happen in our lives and allows things to happen in our lives. And we're like, oh, why is she doing that to me? Why is he doing that to me? Why is nobody? God is saying all things work together. I am bringing about what you ask for. My image made perfect in you. And it won't just happen with me coming in front of the church and going, I give my life to God. Because remember, I can't stand at this altar 24-7. I'm going to have to go out among people and in and of myself. I don't really see that, that much wrong with me. I'm just, most of us, we have one or two, three things that we're standing and saying, um, you know, Lord, I need to give you this. But as I gave him my life and he starts scrubbing on me, I found things that I didn't even know. Okay, I found things that I didn't even know that needed to be. But without that scrubbing, without that that frustration, without that, um, you know, uh, what antagonizing, as I say, agitation, without that, I wouldn't know. I don't know that I, I'm not just perfectly loving Linda until someone comes against me and now I can't hardly look at you. I hope I just... We don't see each other in the marketplace, and when I see you, I'm trying to hurry up and get to my car, because I really don't want to talk to you, and I really don't want to. I just don't. I just don't want you in my space. I don't know that until that happens. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know that I'm a, a on my own. I don't know that I'm a liar. I just. I just think I'm um clever. I just think, um, you know, I don't, we don't address these things until God puts us in the washing machine. And all of a sudden we start lying and, other, and we agitate other people with our lies. And the next thing you know, they, they mad at us because we're lying. And, and, they, and they got another little thing on them and we just agitate one another. But God is just saying, look, this is what you need to change. We don't know that we need to change that until God brings that to us. Most of us think that we're pretty good. Okay, um, when we come to God is when we start really seeing. You know, well, maybe, maybe if I wasn't that, maybe I got some other things. You know, we come to the humility to know that without God, I'm nothing. I'm a mess. I'm just, you know, I'm a mess without God. And so the thing is, is that God is saying, when we come to Him, we have been chosen as Mary. We have been chosen. I think it's a wonderful thing to be chosen of God. We have been chosen. And we have not just been chosen to say, I'm chosen. Okay? That wasn't Mary's whole thing to just say, I'm chosen. Mary had a baby. And Mary had to bring that baby forth. And in all that from the time that she conceived to the time that that baby was grown, Okay, there was lots of stuff in the middle, right, that Mary had to go through. Mary did a lot of pondering in her heart. Mary did a lot of the same precious gift that seemed like to everyone would be the most blessed thing to have was the same blessed gift that she was going to have to be as a mother see him die on the cross. Remember, there was not all the joy in the gift. There's some pain in the gift. There's some carrying out things that you would rather not carry out, right? Come on. When the Word comes, there's some joy in the Word, but there's also some things your flesh is going to buck against because it doesn't want to do that. But God has said unto us, you guys, this today is, I want to be a carrier of the Word. And as we look at Mary's story, let's not let it stop at Mary's story. Let us make Mary's story our story. Let let us realize that God says we are highly favored of the Lord. Let us realize that he has put seed in us to bring forth good fruit. And what God wants us to do is to nourish that seed. Not get, not get, now, now, is it something, uh, why I want to say it's a process, because sometimes, you know, it seems like when somebody's telling you to do something, or the word comes, that the expectation is that you change tomorrow but as God is leading me into just even in this word, is that when you find out you're pregnant, okay, first of all, sometimes you don't even feel pregnant, right? Right. So sometimes there's things that you've heard over the pulpit or read in your word that you don't even know that it's planted a seed. You don't you don't feel that it's planted. That's what, I, okay, let me say it right. You don't feel that it's planted a seed. You know, have you ever came to church and said, I don't know what they preach about because that don't even equate to me. No, 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 no. So you don't even feel like it, God's planted a seed. But a seed has been planted, okay? And so you don't feel like it. And so sometimes, you know, you just, you. but all of a sudden, what happens with the women, sometimes, you know, you talk to pregnant women and they're like, I'd just be glad when I could feel it. I just be glad when I can feel it. I know that they say I'm pregnant, but I don't feel it. Have, have any pregnant women, can you understand what I'm talking about? Okay, and so then all of a sudden, there's been times where God has given me something, and I didn't even know he gave it to me. But I can go all the way back to something that was said or preached. But at that moment, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was doing in me. Okay, but then all of a sudden, like the pregnant woman, I start kicking, kicking, because I can come back, and the word that I didn't think, I, some some of you guys today, I mean, oh, you know what, I don't even know what Pastor Linda's is talking about. I ain't thinking about pregnant. I don't want to think about pregnant. Okay, but, no, seriously, oh, but what happened is we'll come into the word, and we'll, you know, our mind is kind of, mm, but we don't know God's plan to see. But all of a sudden, we'll come back and uh, turn on the TV and somebody else is coming in a word that's like this word. And I have seen people go, oh, that just what you preached Sunday? I was listening there. But somehow now it's become more alive to them, okay? And I'm not saying that's wrong, or wrong. I'm saying one man water, one man planet, another man water. Okay, so you see that, and all of a sudden... What God does is you kick, kick, now you're feeling kick. We go, wow, oh, something about, hmm, there is life. There is life in that word for me. There is life. And so then, then when we feel life, when we feel the kicking, we get even more concerned about the health of the baby, Right. Because now I know that something's in there and it's kicking. So I'm I'm making sure I take my vitamins. I'm making sure I eat right. Well, that's the same thing God is saying. To bring the the word to fruitfulness in your life is a process of receiving the word. You're conceiving it. You're embracing it. When you embrace it, God will keep bringing that word. There's words that God is speaking over our lives and in our lives. I want you guys to know that, and that's what God told me to tell the church. There's words that he's already spoke in your life that he's trying to bring fruit in some area of your life. And what God wants you to do is to embrace that word and then nourish that word. And, and when you swell with the word... Now, some, sometimes we get the word and we get part of the word and it sounds so good. And like you go and you see the baby's picture and, and um, you know, the, the ultrasound and you know the baby's in there. And you're like, this is my baby. My baby's a girl. My baby's a boy. And, and sometimes it really wasn't a girl. It was a boy. Okay? So sometimes even when people tell me it's a girl or a boy, I say, we've had some uh, doctors that have told, one moment they said it was a girl. Then the next time I went back, they said it was a boy. So what I said, you know what? Wait. Wait. To see what that is. Wait until God really shows you. Because sometimes that's what I'm saying. We get really happy about the Word, and we want to run with the Word, and God hasn't shown us everything about the Word. The word's not—it's not ready. It's, it's, we know it's there, but we're saying it's a girl, but it's really a boy. Y'all get what I'm saying? There's something else about that word that God wants you to get first, okay? And what's that like trying to get the baby out? And I'm trying to give it to Pastor. Bro- I can't get the baby out till it comes out, right? Till it's time to deliver it. But I could be trying to say, "Here, Pastor Bros, and sometimes have you ever been talking to somebody and they're looking at you like you're from Mars?" Going, and you said, but but I read, and God showed me this, and God showed me. And you're like, what's wrong with them? I know God showed me. And God said, I showed you, but it's not ready to be delivered. It's ready to be delivered when it's full grown. That's why it said, in the fullness of time. Jesus could have been born any time, but it said, in the fullness of time. Jesus, the proper time, the time when God knew it was right for Jesus to come. Jesus had an appointed time, and we have an appointed time for the word that God burst in us. We have an appointed time. First, it's got to mean to me first. It's got to be understandable to me before I can give it to others. Jesus has to be understandable to me before I try to give him to others.